this podcast will fail. Mostly because nobody's going to listen to it. You might prove me wrong. Who knows? And here we are on episode seven of the podcast. And something interesting uh, is, is appearing to unfold in front of me. Somebody, one or two somebodies, uh, possibly a third somebody, might actually be listening to this. And I'm a little surprised by that. When I look at the uh, interface that I have uh, through Anchor to see all of the quote-unquote plays across the six or seven platforms that this is available on, I see two or three plays per episode. Now, that, that I think could be a couple of things. There might actually be somebody out there. And if you're out there, wow. Hi. Uh, I guess I'd love to know what you think. Um, but <laughs> there's really no way for you to tell me how you think because I'm nobody. Um, you know, I, if you're hearing this for the first time, this is like totally anonymous. I'm not doing this under my own name. Um, I'm not saying who I am. And as much as I'm spending time talking about the things that I've done in the creative space in the last 15 years, uh, at least in season one here, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying what those things were, right? I've talked about, uh, doing internet radio. I've talked about, uh, doing writing. I've talked about, uh, doing, uh, now into, uh, YouTube, but the actual individual project names, channel names, items, none of that necessarily matters and that's not the point uh, the point of this particular podcast is to allow myself to work through everything that I've dealt with uh, during those 15 years as I've watched time and time and time again every single project I, I spend time developing and building and getting ready and launching and then promoting and then trying to build uh, a following and a fan base and try to try get things looked at and, and view counts and, and, and monetization and all this other, God, it's exhausting. Um, I've talked through most of what I've done uh, up to uh, the past four years. Uh, 2016 uh, is when I decided at the age of 40 to start a YouTube channel. And that is where I'm gonna pick up the thread today. Yesterday and today are the days that I get to record this in my not home studio in the <laughs> corner of my bedroom on a makeshift old uh, desk in the corner with my kids um, remote learning textbooks and laptop and clutter and my trusty dusty old um, four channel mixing board and, and studio condenser mic uh, clamped, clamped to the edge of the desk. What sucks is I'm right on the edge of the road. Woo! So every car and truck that goes by make a nice uh, dirty rumble in the background and it's really annoying and I, I guess I have to um, I have to continually stop myself from wanting to try and pause and let that audio pass before I speak again because I don't spend a heck of a lot of time uh, editing this after it's done. There's some things I'll clean up um, just by the nature of my speaking voice and who I am. I end up having to clear my throat a lot. I do edit those out. You're welcome. 
Um, and then, well, that's really for me, though, because I don't think anybody's listening at this point. But, hey, you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and it's annoying. Uh, I, I wish I had a more professional setup. I have talked forever about these these pipe dreams of having, like, an actual home studio and, like, finishing the basement or, you know, when my kids finally get old enough and move out... Uh, you know, I'll get a room and I'll be able to convert that room and, oh yeah, I'm going to put up soundproof baffling and I'm going to run monitors and equipment and I'm going to have a whole freaking setup. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to continue to sit here in the corner of my bedroom and, uh, make the things I make. Speaking of the things I make, um, for now, four and a half years, on and off now, mostly off lately, I make YouTube videos. So I talked in yesterday's episode about the um, the genesis of, of the YouTube channel and my idea, my idea of recording topical conversations while I drive and then recording walkabouts around interesting places that I have found uh, places with stories, you know, stuff that frankly old people would be interested in, right? Uh, general interest, um, human experience type uh, discussions and stories and places uh, that I cut videos in. And, and, you know, learned all the cool editing techniques and things like transitions and B-roll. And, and as, as much as I tried, I never ever learned cameras I just I just don't get it I never did get it I never will get it um, I, I mentioned in the episode yesterday that at one point I finally invested in this here um, Sony RX7 Mark II I think is what it is I don't even know anymore I don't know what this thing is um, and it works just fine it's it's uh, it's beat up uh, pretty well but it takes good good video it almost uh, almost fails in comparison to just the uh, Google Pixel uh, that I have here in my hand uh, that I've done more of the videos on this Google Pixel uh, in the past year than I've ever done on the um, Sony. And I guess that's just the, the inevitable march of, of technology. It sucks though that I did spend $700 on that camera and I only got uh, really two to three years of, of solid use out of it before it was obsolete. I never learned lenses. I don't I don't get it. I don't know any of that crap uh, about aperture size and ISO. And look, I, I know that I film at apparently 60 frames per second um, on default settings. That's all I know. I don't, I'm not going to pretend. I've watched all of these um, quote unquote friends and contemporaries of mine in the YouTube space and these little groups that I've gotten in and out of over the past four years watch them all become quote-unquote experts about cameras and about gear and I just I don't have any patience for it I, I can learn I'm not that old yes I am I'm turning 45 next month but I, I can learn things and uh, apparently cameras and lenses and all that are just not one of those things I'm ever going to learn uh, a big part of it is because I don't care <laughs> I don't actually care I don't have the kind of eye that looks at two different YouTube videos, one of them filmed on a $3,500 
uh, a movie camera and one filmed on a freaking iPhone, uh, I don't care. I don't see the difference. I don't see the quality. Um, I'm sure people do. I'm, I'm sure that I don't know what I'm talking about. Believe me, I, I know that I don't know what I'm talking about. But as a consumer of media, I could give a crap about 4K anything. I don't own a 4K TV, nor will I. Um, I think the vast majority of people in my country, at least, uh, will not own 4K TVs until 4K TVs cost $200 at Walmart. Okay? That's just the reality of it. Uh, the whole thing of gear has just been a complete pain in my neck for so long. Um, and, and cameras and and even even trying to film... I'll tell you, I went through so many different iterations of how to actually manually film in a vehicle while driving, and it's just frustrating as hell. I mean, there were there were points when I was trying to mount the camera itself onto the dashboard in different ways. Um, the the fact of the matter is, I also don't drive the kind of car that is like perfectly uh, road quiet car. I've never owned something. Uh, vehicle wise that doesn't come with a whole hell of a lot of wind and road noise while you're driving so bad enough that you know unless you've got picture-perfect tires right off the showroom floor you are gonna have vibration uh, through the body you're, you can feel the road through the thing and, and, and you can put your camera on the dashboard and look back at the video and see that there's the certain level of shakiness to it right it's 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 just really tough to film quality work inside of a moving vehicle. Uh, the sound is no different. You know, I, I admit I get some obs somewhat obsessed with sound and sound quality. And, and even now, as I watch on Audacity here, as I watch my words turn into blue bubbles, it frustrates the holy hell out of me that I can see all of this noise and static in the pauses that <clears throat> I'm a hypocrite. Okay. I'm a hypocrite because I don't have an eye for video quality and frames per second and ISO and all that other horse crap, but I have an ear for static and, and, and environment noise and it makes me nuts and I don't have the level of editing skill to be able to make clean, crystal clean audio uh, without somehow damaging the actual um, words and, and, and vocal track uh, when you apply too much um, noise canceling. It is what it is. So I try to find a, a balance as much as possible. It's really hard. And when you apply that to the interior, again, of, of a moving vehicle, it's it's maddening. I tried, I tried all kinds of things. Um, for a long time, I tried wearing a lapel microphone uh which got kind of mixed results you know and that's another tough one because good old uh sony rx7 here um does not have a microphone port there's nowhere to plug in a microphone so that was pointless so now the microphone is plugged into the cell phone <laughs> the camera is connected to the Dashboard lapel pins connected to the cell phone, <laughs> and then I gotta connect all this crap in my editor, and hope I can line up the tracks. Like Jesus Christ, 
it's absurd, man. It is, it is abjectly absurd how much time you can spend trying to make uh, professional sounding audio, professional looking video when you're just an amateur on your own with a budget of exactly zero effing dollars and zero effing cents. It's just, it's maddening. I, I don't understand why I get so lost in those considerations um, when all of the time and effort that I put into trying to overcome them for the sake of creating something that would be commercially viable, that people would somehow uh, monetarily support me in making, just doesn't happen. Would it happen if I did somehow have thousands of dollars to spend on things like better equipment or hiring an editor? I I don't know if it would. I I don't know if I'm too scatterbrained to focus in on on any of that were I to have the funds to do it. And further if I had the money to do that kind of thing, buy better equipment, hire an editor, uh, do you know, do all of what it would take to create something that looks like it was made by by big YouTubers, would I even get there? Because I don't make content for twenty year olds and twenty five year olds. I'm not a gamer. I can't stand gaming videos. It's mind boggling to me how anyone can sit there and watch somebody play a video game for hours on end. But I have children who do that. They watch and they that's their, oh, I'm going to be a gamer too. I've got friends with teenagers. Oh, he's starting a channel. All right, good luck, Skippy. <laughs> They're a dime a dozen. And I don't mean to be a jerk about it. It's just frustrating because these are some of the biggest, most recognized, most famous, and well-paid people on the planet sit and record themselves playing video games and make a lot of money doing it. It's mind-boggling to me. The biggest, most recognized, well-paid creators in this space are obnoxious children that scream, hey guys, what's up guys? It's your boy. Oh my God. It is maddening. It is frustrating. And, and I just feel like I didn't I didn't get this done when I was 25. I didn't get this done when I was 30. I didn't get this done when I was 35. Making YouTube is like chasing ghosts. <laughs> chasing stories you heard about ghosts. And when you get to the Haunted Mansion to look up and see where the ghost is, you find out that, no, of course not. Of course there's no ghost here. And this isn't even a mansion. It's a Motel 6. <laughs> it's like the hell was I thinking was going to be the point you know I don't I don't know where I, I suddenly thought that at any point during this journey that somebody was going to listen to this middle aged guy not necessarily being fair to myself because because I did I did have some I did have some specific successes um, I did uh, I had I guess three or four three four maybe a fifth video out of the almost 200 something videos that I made over four years, 
a small handful of them have quote unquote uh, taken off. Okay, um, I guess I'll, I'll I'll go through those a little bit right now because because there's other things I want to talk about in the YouTube world, but I'm I'm burning up uh, nearly 17 minutes worth of tw- time in a in a 20 minute podcast. So um, the first video I had that did exceptionally well. I decided against my own rules, which I talked about in yesterday's episode of not uh, chasing current events because I don't want my videos to have a shelf life. Well, after, you know, a a year or two of not really getting anywhere and not getting more than 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 views per video, I thought, hmm, okay, what if I try and turn the spotlight on other YouTubers that are more popular and and try to capitalize on talking about someone else. Something that I see small YouTube channels doing, right? And, and trying to catch a name by talking about someone who's already famous. Well, I happen to catch um, a performance by an artist on YouTube and I was really fascinated by what this person did and they made it onto mainstream television uh, they made it onto a uh, one of these talent shows so I decided to go ahead and talk about this person not realizing that I apparently did a very good job talking about this person because they had a huge huge fan base that really liked what I did and my channel started taking off and very quickly uh, surpassed a thousand subscribers and got my monetization and started making money. The video, I did a, a total of three videos on this person following their journey and racked up a couple hundred thousand views each on those videos and made a couple hundred bucks on the whole thing and was like, wow, holy crap, it actually worked. Now, I tried to replicate that success on something else in a very similar way and fell flat on its face so I don't know what to do with that right I don't know I don't know if it's like one of these lightning in a bottle things you can you can't catch lightning twice uh I don't know I don't know why that why that one worked as well as it did and that one continues to drive people um another video that's out there I I decided to do a video that was really kind of in the psychology space and, and again, because I'm, I'm usually talking about human interest and, and society and, and things like that in this one particular video, it's, it's ridiculous. It, the damn thing still continues to get views and people still continue to subscribe based on this video that I did four years ago now. Um, it took a while. It, it didn't catch on at first. Um, it kind of sat there and languished. And then about a, about two years ago, now it just it just took off and somehow the almighty algorithm really liked it and continues to push it out there and continues to put it in suggested i i am the number one rank on the keyword for the topic of that video on youtube so that video alone drives about three thousand views a month and about 15 bucks in revenue all by itself every month it's kind of nuts and i don't understand where it came from uh that's that's kind of the baseline with me when it comes to YouTube is I I've never in four years really understood this platform to any great degree I've never understood why it works for some people and not others I have a quote-unquote friend who has been extremely successful Uh, I have a couple of friends that have been extremely successful and I'll talk about them later 
uh, in other episodes. And one of them uh, went down the path of setting himself up as, as a as a YouTube expert and a guru, and he's YouTube certified, and he is training other people and showing the tr- secrets and tricks, and he's a good guy. And and I paid him a bit of money to try and train me, but again, I guess I go back to the question of whether or not I am uh, whether or not I'm actually trainable. I got a lot more I want to talk about, uh, but I don't want these things to go um, 20 minutes, you know, more than 20 minutes each time. So I've got a lot I got to cover, um, and I think it's going to keep me busy over the next several episodes. I need to I need to talk about the culture and the mindset of the small YouTube creator. I need to talk about the bull crap that YouTube people tell themselves and each other, um, the concept of community, but I need to talk about the friendships that I've made. And, and best and probably worst of all is I need to talk about social media in the space of a creator, whether it's YouTube or otherwise, a content creator, and what we do and why we do it and why we fail so often. But uh, I think I put enough into this one for now. I will stop. I will move on to the rest of my day. And as much as I'm sure that nobody uh, is listening at this point, uh, 20 minutes in, my thanks to the two or three mystery people that might actually possibly be putting 30 seconds or more into this podcast every day. Um, Thanks. I appreciate it. I know you're not here 20 minutes later, but I thank you nonetheless. All right. That's it. I'm going to shut up. I'm done. I hope that you have a great day and uh, talk to you later.